Depp. Today we have Matt. Oh, there's so many people today. Uh, we have Kat, Joe, and we have Genesis as well. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, not uh, what we're going to hear, what not we're going to hear, but we're going to start um, talking about what we should uh, be careful what uh, comes out of our mouth. Oh my God, why am I struggling so much? And now we were doing so good before. <laughs> um, but I want to start uh, the verse. Uh, I want to start with the verse uh, that I that I honestly liked a lot, which is Leviticus 19:16, and it says, "And you shall not go around." As a gossip among your people, and you are not to act against the life of your neighbor with slander or false testimony. I am the Lord. 17 says, You shall not hate your brother in your heart, and you may most certainly rebuke your neighbor, but shall incur sin because of him. Let, let me read a little bit easier version because I don't want to end up like uh, Matthew uh, earlier today. Um, it says, You must not go around spreading false stories against other people. Don't do anything in the, that would put your neighbor's life in danger. I am the Lord. It says, do not secretly hate any of your neighbors, but tell them openly what they have done wrong so that you will not be just as guilty as the sin as they are. Forget what the wrong things that people do to you and don't try to get even. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So as you guys can, as you guys can tell just, just by this verse, how God, how God is speaking here is, is important that we understand that it is a normal, I guess it's a normal urge to try to speak about somebody, right? It's, it's, it's an urge that we all get as human beings as, as the minute or the moment we hear or we know about something, you know, intimate or special. Um, we we want to, you know, that's called divulger, right? Divulger, but we, we, we want to we wanna take it out and we want to show and we want to show what we have because we feel like the more we show, the more we seem that we have, right? And and it's crazy how how the, the God himself it says, do not go spreading around false stories against other people. And it says, right after saying, do not spread anything against your other people. It says, don't do anything that would put your neighbor's life in danger. So if you gossip, this is, this is what I'm getting from the Bible in Leviticus 19.16. If you gossip about somebody... If you gossip, talk about, uh, you know, uh, change the story. Because, you know, we all like changing the story a little bit of something. You know, they go, oh, it's black. But, you know, sometimes black is not as interesting. So we add a little bit of red, yellow, pink, and blue. And then we're like, but it was like this. Overall, it was like that. And honestly, I love this because when we gossip about other people, the thing that we do is we put our neighbor's life in danger. And and, and it, we might not be fully, like, trying to kill them. But what I'm trying to tell you is, like, their spiritual life. And that's what I want you guys to understand that God sees this as a, as a, how do I say this? Like a attempt of murder. And then even tells them, don't be, don't be mad. Don't secretly hate your neighbors. Because if you secretly hate your neighbors, what happens? Everything you speak about them, like, I don't know. But for example, hey dude, uh, Deborah's such a nice guy. Girl, I don't know. You don't know her. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the first thing that you want to say. And then people start saying, wait, hold on. Is she nice? Is she not nice? Maybe she wears a lot of makeup or something, you know? But the whole, as a second You're time, against huh? my makeup today. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we must understand that gossip endangers our neighbor's life. And we must be careful. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that uh, there's something that I think that matches perfectly with this. And it's the rebellion of Korah. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but oh, or yeah, either yeah. Korah or Korah. But I'm going to go with Korah. And we can see this uh, story in Numbers 16. Uh, Korah, Dathan, Abiram, and On, they all turned against Moses. And they were pretty much saying like, because um, if I read it to you guys, it's too long. But they were pretty much saying like, oh, Moses, you're wrong. You're not the only holy one. We're all holy. You're like, you're trying to be above us. You promised us. You took us from a land that was perfectly good. And you promised us a land of honey and milk. And we've seen none of that. God's promises are not coming true here. You're like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. We're not going to follow you, follow you anymore. 
And they got 250 other men from Israel yeah. to come together with them and join them. And how did this happen? Obviously, this didn't happen overnight. This happened, like we were saying, like uh, we were saying in the last podcast, um, like a wildfire, right? Like somebody started a small fire and put a little bit of gas, right? And eventually it starts building and building and building until the, Moses has this, this rebellion with 250 people. And... Um, Moses wasn't even expecting it, right? Moses, like, literally, you could see that his heart is like, what's going on? Why? Why are you doing this? And so he tells them, let's choose. Let's let God choose who his Holy One is. Mm -hmm. And this is the part that I think that it's, uh, like you were saying, when you uh, speak to your brother, it's murder. Because if you get them and they die, you are responsible. Your hands do not go um, unclean. Your hands are full of blood because... Yeah their spiritual life is now in your hands. And that's exactly what happened to these 250 people. Um, God opened up the earth. It says the earth opened up its mouth and it swallowed them and took them to Shoal. Seol, I don't know how you say it in, in English. Shoal, Shoal, Seoul. I don't Seol. know how you say it. But uh, in Spanish, it's Seoul. Or is it North, or North Korea? North Korea too. Yeah, okay. It's kind of the same. Synonym. Okay, <laughs> anyway. But it opened up the earth and they fell in, right? And all of these people, their whole tribe, the tribes of... Um, Korah, Dathan, Abraham, and on all of them, Danny, they all perished. All of their stuff and all of the all of them, nothing was saved. So uh, the thing that you were saying right now about being a murderer is absolutely spot on. If we could see that it happened in the in the in the Old Testament, and the Bible is not here, the New Testament is not here to abolish the the Old Testament. Right. It's here to complete it, right? So. I think that it's important that we see that that when we open, let's let's see what our mouths are saying, um, because from gossip, from saying like, oh, you know, I hate Danny, to let's rebel, and rebellion brings death. Like it's a um, they teach us in basic doctrine, right? That when you do something like a sin, right, it it goes inside of you and it starts becoming like a baby, right? Mm -hmm. That eventually you give birth to, and the birth is what you give birth to. What you give birth to death. So yeah, we have to be careful with what we say. Not only for ourselves, but for our brothers. I think Genesis wanted to say something. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> and we can see that the tongue is super powerful. You know, this little thing in our mouth can cause a huge wildfire, just like Deb was saying, right? And if we go to Proverbs twenty six twenty, it says, without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, argument stops. Charcoal mm -hmm. keeps the coals glowing. Wood keeps the fire burning. And troublemakers keep arguments alive. People love to hear gossip. It is like tasty food on... It's just like tasty food on its way to the stomach. So right here we could see, okay, the wood is what keeps the fire going, right? So if, it, if a small rumor starts with just, oh, uh, did you see Kat's dress today? If, if she got it from, I don't know, Swami. And then <clears throat> some people could start adding that wood and creating a huge problem when in reality it wasn't meant for it to be that big, right? And then I connected this story also to James 3, 5 to 6. It says, so also the tongue is a small member already here, a small part of your body, yet it boasts of great things, right? So this little tongue, what it does, it takes small things and boom, it creates a big explosion, right? And then it's, it keeps going saying, how great is the forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Among the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by this is not me, this is not my words, the Bible by hell, right? So this tongue, what it does, it creates a fire and not only does it affect all of those surroundings, but also affects your whole body. I took this as a body of Christ because this tongue starts sliding false rumors, start writing lies. And this, you know, eventually the fires don't start with just like a little 
peck, right? It doesn't, you don't need like a whole bunch. You just little, and boom, it, it creates like a whole set of fire. And that's what the tongue does, you know? If we're not careful of what we're talking about and who we're gossiping about, that little thing could now hurt the whole body of Christ eventually. Right. And, Sorry, and, I, and the, go ahead, go ahead, Matthew. Go ahead. I just wanted to add that like, uh, because she was talking about like starting fires and like also like um, it's kind of like a murder against your brothers, right? So um, later on, also in the James verse, um, in the one that she was giving, like it's, it's in James three thirteen, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth, right? So people who do this, like they have that sort of like bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, right? Because like yeah. sometimes, um, like. For example, I think of like some sometimes if there's like somebody um, who everybody like loves, right? For example, and you just like everybody loves this person, and um, and sorry, give me one second. And everybody loves this person, so you start to like spread rumors about them because maybe they're like um, maybe they're like you don't want them to be as like seen as highly as they are. So um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting like really distracted right now. Um, so and also with like the murder part when people are like always like oh i was like hurt by the church right sometimes it's by this gossip and like by like people talking badly about people and like they're like oh like i don't want to go to church because these people are like nothing nothing like i thought they would be like people are, are always gossiping they're always treating people badly they're always talking behind people's backs and that's something that leads people away from church which is like in a way spiritual murder mm -hmm. right and it what stems from this is because people aren't really like showing Christ in their hearts when they're gossiping about these people. And that's why it turns into a big fire because it turns into such a big thing that even leads people astray from Christ, mm. which is why gossiping can become such a huge thing and actually end up uh, spiritually murdering one of your friends. I think Joe, Joe sorry. wanted to say I'm like, sorry, I'm like, oh. Wait, sorry. Okay, so I really like how you guys have been saying how it's, it's a fire, but what's most interesting about uh, gossip is that it's it's very contagious and an example that i wanted to bring up is in numbers 12 where it talks about um miriam and aaron who are talking bad about moses getting married to a cushite woman mm. and so they're talking bad about it and then uh, miriam says something along the lines like is god actually using moses why is it, why why is it only moses is he using us me and aaron and so God hears this and he says to them, hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so my servant Moses, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak mouth to mouth clearly and not in riddles. And he beholds the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them and he departed. When the cloud removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous. And so the, what I got from this was that if you gossip, you open the doors to getting uh, a disease, which is leprosy. Well, obviously, if we translate it to now spiritually, leprosy is something that's contagious. You know, whenever someone had, whenever there was a leper, they would grab that person and take them out of the camp. For seven days, I believe uh, Miriam had to wait seven days to, yes. to come back. But what's interesting is that it's not a, a flesh-eating disease. It's actually a disease that causes skin lesions and sensory loss. And I was doing research, right? And 
it says that leprosy is a symbol of sinfulness. Mm. So sin cor corrupts someone spiritually the way leprosy corrupts someone physically. And we said that leprosy causes sensory loss, which makes us go blind to the pain, just like sin causes us to become blind to the corruption happening in our lives. You know, you know what's crazy about this? I'm just speaking out that. Yeah. Remember, we were speaking literally like in the podcast before how we don't want to be the party pooper, yeah. <laughs> remember? But yet, whole Israel became the party pooper with, with Miriam. So my question would be this. Because they saw their leprosy in their actual body, shouldn't we have our spiritual eyes open as well to see when somebody is leprous? I think we should start understanding that as well because it's not only what we can see, right? There's a saying that my mom, my mom tells me, it's like, uh, eh, oído ve, no, corazón ve, pero corazón no sabemos. Oh, no, no. Uh, ojos ven, pero corazón no sabemos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, don't, we only see what's in the outside, but we don't know what's in the inside. So we must, I, th I feel like uh, what Job was trying to say was, was, was really, really, really spot on because the whole town of Israel, when they saw this, they didn't say, Oh, poor Miriam. No, let, no, she can stay in my house. Like we all do, right? What do they say? No, 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 no. Let's get her out. Let's get out because nobody wanted to be a part of it. Why is it that us as people of God see people that are full of leprosy and full of gossip and instead of, uh, you know, not, I don't want to say that be cast in mouth, but we should for a while because Miriam was also allowed to come back in. Instead of saying, no, 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 you got to fix this before you come back. Instead of we ask them to come to our house to say what and share their disease, their spiritual disease onto us. Go ahead. I just think it's it's interesting what uh, Moses did because they saw her and Aaron and Moses both said like, whoa, whoa, like we're like, please have mercy on her, yeah, right? That's true. And um, in Numbers 12, 14, listen to what the Lord answers Moses when he says, please heal her. He says, if her father spit in her face, she would be shamed for seven days. So put her outside the camp for seven days. And after that, she can come back into the camp. So God um, punishing her, was like a father who spits in his daughter's face. Like, that's shameful, right? So what she did against one of, uh, I guess, the holy one, the one that, because um, when they're pretty much saying, like, uh, Moses, I mean, sorry, Aaron and, and Miriam are pretty much saying, like, God speaks to us too. Like, why is uh, Aaron more, I mean, why is Moses more important? And it's the same thing that happened to Korah, right? Except God wasn't as nice to Korah. He didn't just throw them out of the camp for seven years. He ate them with the, with the whole um, earth. But the point being is that, Everybody was trying to consider themselves more than they really were. And the Bible says that in order to maintain our unity, we should consider ourselves less than others. Mm. We should put each other uh, above one another, right? Always serving one another. And that's the thing that all of these people were missing, that for some reason they wanted to be the important ones. We see someone leading and we think we can do better. We see someone doing this and we say, ah, I don't know, they're not qualified. Who, who asked us? You know, I was going to tell you, because right now that you said that, I was thinking, I was like, and I was reading it before, that says that I, was, I always, I'm amazed how God talked to Moses, because he literally spoke to him like like a friend, like yeah. you and I, like I said, hey, God, forgive him, no, 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 wouldn't a, wouldn't a man spit in, in, in a, what's it called, in my daughter's face, and I was wondering, I was like, dude, why would somebody spit in somebody's somebody else it's like when when would this action be uh when would this action be okay in the hebrew culture and it says when the daughter did something disgusting when yeah. the daughter was found out that she did something disgusting the father would turn around and spit on her face imagine this that was the custom back then when the when the woman when the daughter was found when, the, when she was in adultery or doing something completely vile what he would do is turn around and spit in his daughter's face as saying i do not approve of this 
and now you have to you have to go clean yourself. Imagine how 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 important God sees gossip and how how God feels uh, when we gossip. He feels it as shameful, as disgusting. And what does He do? He rebukes. And Danny, if I could read, um, it's a little bit long, but I think this is like literally ties uh, everything we've been talking about perfectly. James three three two. I'm just going to read. Indeed, we all make mistakes. For if we could control our tongue, we would be perfect and also could control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can make a great forest fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Ugh. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. And honestly, this verse, number one, ouch, it's saying that the tongue is literally lit by hell itself. And that all evil and corruption comes from it. Poison comes from it. But it says that sometimes we use it to praise God. This is the part that really, wow, I was like, wow. And that sometimes it, we use it to curse those made in the image of God. And it leads me to John, right? Where it says, how can you say that you love God when you can't even love your brother that you can see? So we see that no matter what we have to do. And it says we can't even tame our tongue. We can't do it. Right. What, what do we do then? What is our solution? And I think I think the solution is in Proverbs eleven twelve, because it says this. Listen to what this says. It says stupid people say bad things about their neighbors. So listen, listen who the Bible calls stupid people that talk bad about their neighbors. Just like you said, and it says wise people know when to be quiet. So what what is what is our our antidote for gossiping? Being be wise and being if if you're quiet, that's fine. But if you're wise, you know when to be quiet. And then it says on thirteen, people who tell secrets about others cannot be trusted. Those who can be trusted keep quiet. Listen, so, so what I'm trying to tell you is this: like, if you're trustworthy, if you're faithful, that's the thing. You have to be wise, faithful, and trustworthy because th that's why people tell us secrets. That's why people tell us things because they feel like we're trustworthy, and we end up what being like, just like the Bible said, stupid, and we end up going around and saying all the problems. And you know, the even the fool. Oh, sorry. No, okay, this go, just, go ahead, go ahead. But this is my last one. Then it's Even the fool can um, pass as a wise man if he's, he's quiet. quiet. Yeah. So if we, if we don't know how to control our tongues yet, be quiet. I agree. That's the best one. Kat? Oh, your mic, your mic, your mic. It's muted. All of you guys are muted? Can one of you talk? Genesis? Hello? Hello? Yeah, Kat, it's your mic. Okay, go, Genesis, go. Let, let her fix her mic. Okay, so I was going to say, Tadiki, uh, what you were saying, that sometimes the gossip, we believe that it's like someone that we barely talked to, right? But sometimes gossip could start off from a closest friend. And somewhere that I took this off was David, right? David and Jonathan. If you guys didn't know, Jonathan was one of the closest friends to David, right? And the Bible even says that they were in, they were one in spirit and he loved him as he loved himself, right? 
So this story is in Psalms 41, 5 to 8. It says, My enemies speak of speak evil of me, saying, When will he die and his name will perish? In this story, David was sick. And he once comes to see me, he speaks empty words, while his heart gathers malicious gossip against me. When he goes away, he tells it everywhere. All those who hate me whisper together about me. Against me devise my hurt, imagining the worst for the words. A wicked thing is poured out upon him and holds him, and he lies and he will not rise up again. Even my close friend, Jonathan, in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heels against me. And I was reading this and I was like, dude, like sometimes gossip, because we think that it's not, it's gossip starts outside, right? This is our friendship and it starts around you. But sometimes when we don't expect it, gossip could start from the close circle, right? And it says in uh, Proverbs 16, 28, troublemakers are always causing problems. Their gossip breaks up closest of friends, right? So even the closest friends, gossip could come in and intervene with that friendship that you, who thought you loved, you know, you never thought that this problem was gonna cause something so big in your life. And it's just something that we have to be careful when it comes to gossiping, because sometimes even that could break up the closest friendships that we have. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I love that she says that, that gossip breaks up friends. Because usually when you have friendship, like you don't go around telling your problems. I think we were saying this last last podcast, right? You don't go around saying, you know, your problems to everybody right away, right? But instead you kind of grow this like yeah. uh, this kind of affection and this kind of trust between other people. And then that's why it's very important to be careful who you tell yourself once again. But I was going to say, then these people are, are not ready for this and they're not understanding of everything you've going through or only know one part of the story, which uh, we already know that the truth is in two parts, right? Each everybody's story and then there's the truth. That's in three parts, right? It, yeah. The stories and then the truth. And, and we have to understand that we must be careful who we say and what we say and where we say it and to who we say it. Even though you might feel like they love you and you know they they're gonna have your back forever. I think we everybody should be careful. And I think and I think as listeners uh, now that we of course we search podcasts, right? As listeners, we have to understand that if they trust us not to fail that trust because God sees it as a, as a, a unfaithful, unfaithful action. Yes, uh, Kat, sorry. Okay, now can you hear me? Yes, 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 perfect, perfect. Okay, nice, perfect. So literally what you were just saying, um, it reminded me of that preaching you once gave was about, you know, going to Canaan and leaving everything behind. Mm. Um, whenever we, you know, start getting closer to God, there has to be like a change with us. And many of the times this is one of them because, you know, there are times where we are really like great lovers of gossip. And then when it's time to let it go, it's like, oh, like I really love doing this. I really find like joy in it or it's very like, like sticky and fun and you know such <laughs> great things to know about this but when you realize that you are now moving into a new dimension it's like okay now you have to let go of all that stuff because majority of the time there could be situations or gossip that goes around and and it happened like years ago and then you come and have encounters with people and they're like oh so what happened with this what happened with that mm -hmm. you know there are things that no longer need to be brought up because now we are in like a new like in a new um yeah, and in your life. Pathway, right? Like we went from Egypt and now we're going to Canaan. Egypt was where our all of our uh, fleshly desires, all the things that we love to do that were incorrect here. And then now when we say goodbye Egypt and now we're coming to like our Canaan, okay, everything that I lived before, everything that I knew before, my mind is going to have a new like switch and reset it again so I can be able to, um, to be in this Canaan and not be able to like uh, do that anymore. And the Bible says 
that from a fountain there cannot be two waters that flow and come out of it so if we are people who try to edify people and uplift people we can't um you know use our mouth to like speak about gossip and at the same time try to edify others because it's like a clash in between if we're a fountain our lips are fountains um we have to make sure that only one type of water comes out from it mm -hmm. and that's super important to understand and know because you know I mean, eventually, like trying to get rid of gossip completely as like a whole, it will probably be nearly impossible because there will always be people who enjoy it and still want to go for it. But you as a believer in Christ and know what pleases God and what doesn't please him, you try to understand like, okay, I need to let go of this because like in a, in like, for example, our parents, like how did they get to love each other at some point? Because they learned how to love each other. They learned what they didn't like, what they did what they did like and you know for example oh god in this case he tells us i don't like gossip you're hurting each other as a body of christ and when we realize okay god doesn't like this i need to stop doing it mm. that's when it becomes pleasing to him and that's when our fountain slowly starts turning off the the bitter water the nasty water it starts turning that chorrito off and then like the clean water just starts flowing out of you because you realize that egypt gone canaan you're now with new habits a new mindset uh like metanoia you know um your your whole thing just switches around and and sometimes the lord blesses you with these things like a new uh transition for your life sometimes it can be for you like in your intimacy with the lord but it's majority of the time the blessings that the lord gives you is to edify others like you see somebody else stumble and you know they have a hard time gossiping you have to be the bigger person be like hey we shouldn't be doing this like whatever um the lord uses us for as a fountain maybe we're that fountain for somebody else to be like okay this is what we shouldn't be doing we've entered a new era let's leave that all behind leave the past behind and now from here on forward let's work on not trying to gossip anymore it is difficult because who doesn't love to hear like the latest news about somebody else's lives and rather our own but imagine like putting yourselves in their shoes be like if that were me in that situation you wouldn't want to you wouldn't like it right the body of christ we should try our best to not hurt each other not just only with our actions but like what we say and what we think and, and you know so, what else i know you wanted to say something but i was going to tell okay. you that that you said you know uh they're brand new news sometimes as as i'm gonna call us gossipers because i think we all do it at some point we even bring old stuff that happened before in the past from other people like oh did you know that they what i tripped oh when five years ago and you're like like just like cat said leave that stuff in the in the past like if god doesn't do it to you why would you why should we be doing it to him like like what should we be doing it to brothers and sisters so i just wanted to say that because it's so important that you said what you said don't bring up any any news about anybody if it's not your business like like the verse that we read earlier and and if it's old business it's not your business. It's just, just, just period. Go ahead. Danny, I, I think that uh, one of the important things that I, I was trying to see, like, uh, that's so difficult to stop, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the things is, like, we have to be strong. Like, not only the person talking needs to be quiet, but the person listening needs to know how to stop it, too. Because mm. it's not just about, oh, I didn't say anything. All I did was listen, you know? And that's what we were talking about before. So go listen to our, our first podcast. Um, but... I think that it's important that we lose the fear of becoming snitches or party poopers like we were saying um, and the fear of just like looking like a fool in front of everyone and be able to say, hey, that's not right. Don't I do agree. it. Don't say it. And if you're going to say it, at least it's not going to be with me. Right. I'm not going to be part of this fire that's Be spread. the difference. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's what we're called to do. And that's right. In Proverbs eighteen twenty, honestly, I love that. Oh, I love. If you guys didn't know this, I'm starting to like fall in love with the Proverbs. Listen to what it says. It says, "A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruits of its mouth." So listen, we have the fruits of the spirit, but your own lips also give out fruits, and he will be satisfied with the consequences of his words. So your your words have consequences. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequence with its fruit with, with the words. What what, is, what does that mean? It says, "Be careful what comes out of your mouth, because if you are not careful, the consequence of and you know what I love the consequences when you say something. For example, if um, we've always played a telephone. Remember when with all the youth we play we play telephone, and then you know we say yeah. you know Danny smells. And it all comes out after like 50 people saying, you know, uh, tarantulas, uh, you know, are, are poisonous. And you're like, what in the world? What happens? Every time you say something, after 90 people hear it, trust me, it's not the same anymore. Now we're talking about four other people when they're like, do we have... And then what happens? It, oh, I told Deb. Deb told Jeff. And, and we all go down, 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 down until it gets, until it gets to who? To that one person. And then now what are you doing? You're eating the fruit of your own lips. And what is it? You must be. That's why I like 20. Because a man's stomach will be satisfied. And the one right before it, Danny. It says, an insulted brother is harder to win back than a city with strong walls. Yeah. Arguments separate people like strong bars of a palace gate. And that's true. Once it gets back to that first person, try winning them back. That's it. Never it's again. It's too hard. I agree. Because the trust is broken, right? I mean... Because there's always that thing like you were saying, what did I do? Why did I do this to you? I was kind. Or maybe you weren't, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe not. Not super kind. Yeah. yeah. Somebody has something to say? Are we going to... Yeah, Janice, go ahead. Um, Yeah, just to back you up, Danny, that's why uh, Matthew, uh, he said, like, by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned, right? Which is also very important to watch out uh, what we're saying, you know? I, I I think I think the best thing that we should be doing is is just not talking about anybody. Yeah. I think I think when it comes to somebody else's look, honestly, I like I like speaking about my life because uh, I'm literally call me Melanie, right? But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, like when I like making ex- examples, I like bringing up my life because it's my life. When I hear other people's life, I don't like bringing it up because. Uh, you know, I just, I feel like I get a lot of questions and I get a lot of things and I don't like it, but I also fall into this because I'm human and we're all human and we all fall into this. But I literally, I think the best thing to do is just catch yourself and just make it a habit. And when you catch yourself, just just close your mouth. And sometimes I do it. Like sometimes I'm talking about it. Quiet. But I think Joe wanted to say something before you okay, do. After yes. Sorry. Just quickly. Um, I really like what you were saying, Danny, about talking about yourself because at that point you're not gossiping. Instead, you're doing you're doing something completely different, which is called a testimony. And a testimony has the power to change someone else's life. Mm. Rather mm. Than, than bringing death with gossip, you bring life with your testimony. You introduce Jesus, the gospel, with your testimony. Right. And that's beautiful, right? That's, op- that's opposite of gossip, testimony, right? I was going to say that also our actions, when we hear, uh, when we're the person that's being gossiped about, um, our first reaction is to want to defend ourselves. Um, and give excuses as to why what happened happened or say that's not true. But if we if we read Romans uh, 12, 20, it says, if you have enemies who are hungry, give them something to eat. If you have enemies who are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will make them feel ashamed. Don't let evil defeat you, but defeat evil by doing good. Mm. Um, and the verse right before it, that's where I should have started reading. It's, it says that God says that his is the vengeance, 
right? So I think that when we hear uh, gossip said about us, also our first thing should not be like, oh, let's let's uh, shun these people. Let's not talk to them anymore. Um, you know, let's all ignore them and start like building like your band of people with like uh, going against them. Instead, what we should do is be quiet and do good to them. Um, if they do bad, repay them with good. And by doing this, that is how the Lord punishes them because they're going to be like, how is this person still doing this? And maybe that can lead them to repentance. And that's and that's like the anti, how do I say, like like the antibody for mm. for gossip, for right? Gossip. Is what is it? Do good. Talk about good, good about people, and talk about you know how amazing they are, or they were, or they were to you. Because I think that's that's what we should be doing. If I think if as a body, like for example, like when your when your head hurts, you don't see your limbs going. Oh my God, we hate our head because it's hurting right now and it's so annoying, right? What what do they do? They just go, okay, you know, we gotta. We got to pick it up a little bit more for our head because, you know, our head is pounding right now. Or when you break, for example, when you break your arm, you know, your bodies don't just rebel and say, no, I, no, I'm not working because, yeah. no, they go, dude, it's okay. Well, if you can't use your right hand, we'll heal. We'll heal. Yeah. And then we'll help you heal. And as you guys notice, like when you have something broken, like your whole body stops doing whatever it was doing before. And it just re- tries to focus on that part and regenerates that part that you're hurting. And it's so important that, that we understand that. That when we see somebody gossiping, instead of, I, I think we should call them out. But instead of calling them out like like in a violent type of way, I think with a loving type of way. Saying, dude, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, how would you like it if somebody did this to you? And I think that's the best way. Because if you're violent, then they're going to get violent with you. But if you're loving and you try to try to almost like say, like, like, Joe, like Joe was saying. Like with your testimony. Saying, look, that's not part of it. And if they do talk about you, it's okay. You know, you brush it off. Even though... It's a lot harder. It's a lot easier said than done. But I think we should try to uh, stri- uh, strive for uh, excellence, spiritual excellence, which be you know, if somebody talks bad about you, or if you see somebody talking bad about you, or if you feel like talking about somebody, I think the best way to do it is just stay quiet or try to to bring them back uh, lovingly. Um, but guys, I think we I think we reached our, our the end of our podcast today of about gossip and you know how our, our our mouths lead us to to gossip. And I think the best part is I think yeah I think we all should read Proverbs as young people. Um, we should understand that um, gossip is for the fools, and the Bible says that not me. And I think we should understand that we all struggle with it. And I think that we should just ask God for help because that same mouth that we use to talk about people, we use it to worship, and I don't think God would like that very much. So, guys, I hope you guys uh, found uh, you know something good that edifies you in this podcast. Uh, God bless you guys. Follow us on Instagram, and uh, thank you guys honestly for for uh, for coming in with it. I know Matt's falling asleep, and everybody is just ready <laughs> to go to sleep again. But uh, thank you guys. God bless you guys, and I'll see you guys every Wednesday at four p.m. Amen. God bless you guys. Take care. See you guys later. <laughs>